today's Leading Women episode 278 with the wonderful Minda Wilson. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Minda Wilson. Minda Wilson is a serial entrepreneur, business consultant, and affordable healthcare advocate. Minda is the founder of Affordable Healthcare Review, which strives to provide accurate, nonpartisan information about the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act and how it will impact individuals and businesses alike. So women of the world, Ms. Minda Wilson, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Minda, I really like what you're doing with your business, especially with, with the Affordable Health Act. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge, and the experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Well, um, I had I had a business previously, which I sold at the end of 2012, and I started getting interested in um, healthcare issues for my employee uh, once I knew that the Affordable Care Act had been passed, and that I would have to research how it would impact uh, the people that worked for me. So I started getting uh, very uh, concerned about uh, some of the implications for. Uh, business owners, and the more I researched it, the more I realized that there was a lot of misinformation uh, out there about the Affordable Care Act and what people had to do for their businesses. So um, when I sold my business, I used some of the proceeds from the sale to start this nonprofit organization to help business owners sort of navigate uh, the uh, healthcare landscape to make sure that they got accurate information uh, in order to make intelligent decisions about providing healthcare and healthcare options for their employees. Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. Now, what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? 
Well, I think um, it really goes back to when I was young and I started my first business, uh, which was actually uh, in the consulting area. I was working for a large corporation, and I really wanted to um, do something on my own, and um, I, I didn't really know how to go about doing it. So what happened was, uh, I talked to the people that I was working for, and they actually helped me get started. Uh, they uh, gave me free office space, they became my first customer, and they helped me launch my first business. So I think the key in all that was really uh, recognizing that there were people who really wanted to support me, and going to those people and asking for their support. And I think the hardest thing to do when I did my first business was to actually make the ask. And it turns out that uh, people really do want to help you and want you to succeed. Um, and you just have to ask for their assistance. Wow, I love what I, I love the story and you know how it came about and you know that that's a, you, you raised a great uh, um, consideration with what you've said. I mean asking for help i mean putting your idea out there and uh, the people around you will support you and they will help you get the word out so for our listeners out there if you're wondering how this business idea comes about it usually comes about like like what i mean you shared with us you know when you put something out there and even if you don't know how to start it ask for help and people will support you will rally behind you now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry, and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they would really like to know, what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? Well, for me, I think with my current business, um, it had to do with uh, just, I saw that uh that the level of confusion about healthcare, and I realized for myself that nobody was being honest with me about what I needed to do, how I needed to do that. Uh, everyone was trying to sell me something, and um, it wasn't like I was a big company, you know, where I could afford to buy help from the industry leaders in healthcare. And a lot of people were giving me very self-interested advice. So, um, and I realized that I, I, sometimes, you know, when you see people around you being taken advantage of, when you're being taken advantage of, you just get angry and you say, it's not right. And you have to say, okay, well, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to solve this problem. And the problem was getting accurate information to people, to business owners about uh, what their health care options were and how they had to comply with the Affordable Care Act. And nobody was doing that. And um, so that's how it started. And I still have that anger, that passion. And the more I see uh, what a mess healthcare, the health care landscape has become, the more I realize people need to know uh, honest, truthful information in order to make decisions for their business. So, for example... If you have a small business under 50 people, you don't have to provide health care for your employees. For a larger business, um, you should provide health care for, 
your employees, but there's no economic consequences in effect for not. So um, the other thing is that uh, there are a lot of options for providing health care for your employees. Like, you don't necessarily have to buy health insurance policies. There are, uh, like, cafeteria, sort of like uh, the modern version of a cafeteria plan where you provide a certain amount of money and then employees can select their benefits. So that, let's say, uh, you have an employee whose wife has insurance through their business. You, they may want to use that money for another kind of benefit, let's say uh, dental insurance or uh, life insurance policy for themselves. Um, there are a lot of options. There are flexible spending accounts health savings accounts, a lot of things that employers can do for their employees that don't cost a lot of money and uh, can benefit employees in this time. Wow, so that's the passion to provide accurate information on about healthcare options that are available to employers and employees. So you're passionate about providing that accurate information that they can have, uh, they can make their, uh, they can have, they will know about this options that they, they have, uh, healthcare options that they have to fit their um, their business, for example, or if they are have employees themselves or if they are employers themselves. So great yeah, condition. self-employed. I mean, it's interesting because um, a lot of self-employed people, because of the Affordable Care Act, lost their insurance. And once they went on the website to look at the products that were offered in the place of the insurance they lost, they found they were much more expensive than the products they had been previously paying for. And what they didn't know is that there are other kinds of options that could replace uh, health care or there were other sources of health care other than the exchanges where they could buy health care that could save them significant amounts of money. A lot of groups could were formed in order to get uh, pricing benefits for individual uh, employers, and um, they didn't know where these groups were. They didn't know even that they could have access to them. Um, one of the interesting options for women is the National Association of Women Business Owners actually has a health plan option for uh, women business owners, which is available. Yes, I yeah, I love that uh, you uh, mentioned that once for our listeners out there to learn from that resource, the National Business Association of Women. And yes, I agree with we. I mean, especially for us uh, women, our entrepreneurs who are self-employed ourselves, it's really important to know this uh, alternatives, these options that uh, about our, our healthcare system that Minda is sharing with us. Now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? I think the I think the most important thing, uh, well, I think if you want to be an entrepreneur. Uh, you you have drive and passion for what you're doing. I mean, that's a given. Um, but after that, I think uh, you need to really know who your customers are and really listen to them and provide them with what they're looking for. I think a lot of mistakes women business owners and men make in the selling process is trying to convince, trying to convince the person 
um, that their product is the best as opposed to listen to the person they're trying to connect with and show them how their pro- how the product they're selling meets the needs of that particular customer. And I found that the ability to connect with the customer and find out what they need and meet those needs is a much more successful way to get customers and to keep them. And I found that a lot of my customers I built long-term relationships with and sometimes even uh, even though other, custom, other people, competitors, may offer them lower price options, they tend to stick with me because they know that I'll take care of them. And I think that's probably one of the most important things that you can do is really uh, develop a relationship with your customers and care for them. Wow, so there's having to drive and passion and uh, knowing your customers, listening to them, providing what they're looking for, providing that solution that they're looking for and having that compassion while great traits and qualities that you share that we all can learn from. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? I think... um Well, I think one of the biggest challenges is just the financial challenge. You know, um, if you're uh, you're like me and you have an obligation to support, help support your family and um, you have uh, financial obligations, sometimes it's hard to take the plunge. But then sometimes if you don't take the plunge, uh, you'll... You're, you're hurting yourself and your family also. The other thing is balance. I think one of the big issues that most of us face is how to get everything done. I mean, your kids want, want things. Uh, you have to provide them with, you know, transportation and you have to provide them with care and you have to provide them with, you know, family. You want to teach them good values, and all that takes time. And yet, if you're running a business, um, a business is like having another child, and it's very difficult to balance all those things. And I think uh, the ability to uh, do that has been one of my personal greatest challenges. Yes, I am. Um, and these challenges that you've shared, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to them because I too can. I mean, starting your, in my own business, you know, I have to keep up with, I have to, you know, be cautious, be conscious and of our, of the expenses that I, I, that's incurred in my business. So it's really important to get into the business ready, not only uh, emotionally, physically, mentally, but financially as well. So get, have that cushion uh, on the side and so that during the times when you really need, need to, um, th- those things, because there are 
expenses that uh, are in cognitive business. It's really important to have that cushion uh, on the side. And if, yes, of course, maintaining balance between work and our family and our time. This is an area that we all are challenged with. I'm sure can, our listeners can relate to because I too can. Now that segues us to the next question, which is maintaining work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining this work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with us entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't think I do a very good job. I think that... Um the need for, uh, you know, the need to support your family and the need to do it well drives, uh, drives me to accomplish a lot in my uh, business life. And sometimes um, with, when it's a choice between getting, uh, between handling a matter for a customer or uh, maybe getting a snack for my kid, I have to say that, Sometimes my child suffers because the I take care of my customer sometime before I take care of my kid. But um, in the end, uh, as they've gotten older, they've come to realize that because I've done this, I've had a certain amount of flexibility that people that don't have, that work in a nine-to-five job may not have. So I might be able to go on a field trip or I might be able to... Uh, do certain things if I plan for them in advance. So it's the relationship with my children where the communication, where they understand what I'm doing, um, they understand how to communicate with me, I understand how to communicate with them, and, and we've developed, and everyone's developed good planning skills so that if they need me for something, they know to ask in advance. And, um, then I can make my schedule because I am the boss, I can make my schedule so that I can be available for them. And that's, that's sort of the benefits, one of the great benefits of success is the flexibility uh, you have to control your time. And um, so I, it's just the path to get there that can be challenging. Yes, and yes, I agree with you. This work-life balance is a challenge for most of us entrepreneurs, especially um, just starting out. And even if you're not just starting out, we have it, we have all our family to that needs our time as well, that needs our attention. But it's all about prioritizing and taking advantage of the flexibility that owning our business affords us so we can really schedule uh, and plan way in advance plan those time up with your family plan those time with your kids plan those plus, that time i'm sorry plus there's the opportunity i mean you know i think hillary clinton was right when she said it takes a village i mean developing a good support network really helps um, for that day that you can't pick up your child from school, having a friend who can step in from you and who you step in for when they need something. I mean, that support network really is critical to, I think, success. And um, I believe that uh, that's one of the keys 
to uh, my success is having uh, very good friends and loved ones who have helped me uh, when I needed it and who have always been able to help when they've needed it. So I hope that um, as you take the journey of being an entrepreneur, that you are able to develop those relationships because that's another crucial element. Yes, really big on uh, creating those uh, or ha creating, having those support networks around you that you can uh, get help with and that you also can uh, re get and receive help at the same time. Now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, I think... Um I think financial success is important. Um, you know, you want to be able to put food on the table. You want to be able to have a, you know, a certain level of comfort in your life. And um, you want to be able to provide those things for your family. Um, I, I think, you know, you can't, you know, and then after you reach a certain level, then um, you you develop flexibility, which allows you to have, time and build relationships, which is very important. And then if you if you sort of progress beyond that, you have the opportunity to really give back to your community. And um, that's really critical. Um, so um, just starting this affordable health care review, it's a nonprofit organization. It's funded because I was I sold a successful business. Um, that's and I can now help other entrepreneurs who really uh, small business people don't have a lot of resources. There aren't a lot of places they can go to get free advice. And uh, this Affordable Health Care Review provides that opportunity to help women who uh, may not have access to the kind of help that they need, very sophisticated help. Um, and it's free. And in addition, um, you can help your community in other ways. I mean, you can get involved through your uh, religious organizations, you know, there's a lot of ways you can give back to your community. And that's, you know, one of the truly magnificent things about being successful is uh, being able to give back to the people you love and to the community you live in. Yes, I totally resonate with what you've said. I totally agree with everything that you've said. Success, you know, we have what is also it can be measured with the finance. We can also say it's success can be financial success. And yes, there is nothing wrong with that because we are in business to be profitable to sustain not only ourselves, our family, but beyond ourselves. We are when we have when we reach the level, we are able to contribute to the community. We are able to contribute to the greater good. So it's really important to for our listeners to understand that that it is okay to have those financial metrics for our business because we are in business in the first place to be profitable but at the end of the day after we reach a certain point just what Minda just shared with us we will be able to transcend this 
not only for ourselves but in a greater good of our community and to others by, contrib- by contributing or making an impact in other people's lives. Before we get to the highlight of our show, let's thank our sponsor. Podcast Your Passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. All right, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Wow, I think the, I think the, I can look at the biggest mistakes I made. The biggest mistakes I made in the beginning were, um, not being sufficiently focused, trying to do, uh, trying to, to do a lot of things and, uh, not recognizing that I needed, I, trying to do everything myself and not recognizing that I needed help and support. Um, you know, uh, it, it slowed down the growth of my business significantly because I was afraid of taking on that first employee because I was worried about whether or not I would be able to pay them over the long run. And had I taken on that first employee earlier, not only would I have been able to pay them over the long run, but my business would have grown Sooner. So I think that that concern I had about money and letting go, letting go and delegating was a, a big hurdle for me to overcome. That was one of my big lessons. Um, the other thing, I, the other big lesson I had was listening to people who really didn't have my back. Um, you'll find that there are a lot of people who uh, tell you things. Um, that uh, are not, uh, they're looking at it from their own perspective, from their own vision, and they don't have the same place or interest that you have. And um, those people aren't really there to support you. They're there to, um, they're not there to help you. So you have to be careful about choosing the people you listen to, choosing the mentors that mentor you, uh, choosing the people that advise you about business. Um, some, a lot of people are there just to make the sale and they aren't really there to support you. So, um, you have to be careful. You want to, you want to be the kind of, uh, service provider or product provider that you want to deal with. You want to be the kind of person who is really there to help your customers and and then um, you, those are the kind of people that you want to deal with. People whose interests are aligned with yours. 
All right. So the, fir- the third thing, the third most important th- lesson that I learned was um, it, it, in a business, it goes back to the books. You know, you have to know you have to know your financials. If you don't know your financials, you're going to get in trouble. So always keep an eye on the money. Right, so that's staying focused and being able to delegate or getting help as soon as possible. I mean, really big on this to really make sure that you are hiring or getting help or delegating or outsourcing some of the tasks that you can, that others can do so that will free you up time and also to focus on the more important aspect of your business. Really big on that. And the other one is to be careful about choosing the people or the mentors that will truly support you. And the third one is to know your financials. I mean, this is a really big area that we all should be open about and be learning on. So great tips there that we all can learn from. So thank you for sharing those. All right, last but not the least, uh, Minda, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and what's the best way that they can connect with you and then we'll end from there. Um, the best way to connect with me is that through my website, go to www.affordablehealthcarereview um, and uh, through the inquiry function, you can ask any question or get any, uh, any advice. The services are free. Um, you can uh, obtain a newsletter. You can ask to be on our newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that provides information about uh, that can help your business. And, um, and again, uh, we are not a service provider. So when we do give advice, uh, there's no pro- we are not selling any products. We are there to official, we are there just to help you. All right, so that's affordablehealthcarereview.com. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. And for our listeners out there, I highly encourage you to check her website. Be on her uh, newsletter thing so that you can be um, informed of when one uh, any updates that she has or any articles that are useful to you as a business owner, especially about this healthcare. So that's affordablehealthcarereview.com. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes as well. All right, and by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Minda Wilson or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find for you. Minda, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, 
Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Oh, 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 oh,